This is the 19th episode on private equity, so let's pick up um, uh, where we left off. Uh, in most growth equity transactions, the private equity investor will also structure um, its investment with broader uh, uh, shareholder rights and protection than other minority venture capital investments. There are five common shareholder rights that the fund will seek to acquire during negotiations. The first right focuses on price-based anti-dilution protection. Here, the fund will seek to secure the use of a broad-based weighted average anti-dilution formula to protect its equity ownership position in the firm. The second right focuses on preemptive rights and pay-to-play rights. Uh, while preemptive rights are almost always included in a growth equity investment deal, pay-to-play provisions are less common. The third set of privileges concerns board rights. In the growth equity investments, the investor typically receives a board designation right or, at the very least, a board observer right. Uh, fourth, uh, private equity funds making growth equity investments often request extensive negative covenants and affirmative covenants that include financial information delivery requirements. And finally, the fund will seek uh, remedies uh, for non-compliance, right? Now let's talk now, talk now about due diligence and private equity transactions generally. Uh, a lot of consultants do this. So in almost all transactions, uh, due diligence is conducted to minimize and allocate risk uh, while creating value for the shareholders. With due diligence, the sponsor uh, can confirm the target's business plan, uh, operational capacity, uh, workforce depth and abilities, uh, customer lists and product line, uh, identify issues that may impact valuation currently or in the future, uh, identify any pre-closing liabilities or other issues that should be counted for in structuring the transaction, uh, the ability of the target's existing management to implement the fund's strategic vision for the target, uh, and discover potential areas for growth, right? So when evaluating customer lists, uh, analysts and consultants uh, should be attentive to comparisons between the target, the target vendor's agreements and those uh, of the target's competitors. Uh, the target's reliance on any one set of customers, uh, the target's reliance on any one set of suppliers, uh, the ability of suppliers and customers to terminate their agreements or modify their performance under the target's existing policy, and whether there are any news reports of health or safety concerns raised by customers uh, or patrons of the firm's goods or services. On the regulation side, um, uh, analysts and consultants should inquire into whether the target is subject to any specific um, U.S. or U.K. regulations, uh, whether the target is in compliance with those regulatory requirements, uh, which regulatory uh, filings the firm must submit, uh, and the information that must be included uh, in the filings. So, due diligence for private equity transactions is different from due diligence for most transactions uh, that involve strategic buyers because the buyer usually uh, has not operated in the target firm's industry for a prolonged period of time and is entering the transaction most likely to make a rather quick profit on an investment that satisfies uh, the fund's criteria. Most PE transactions uh, consist of an acquisition, uh, equity financing, and debt financing. While the target will often provide the fund's uh, a team with a written report of her or his staff's due diligence. Uh, the fund's uh, team should also review third-party industry research reports, um, the industry of the company, uh, sorry, company-focused uh, blog posts, uh, acquisition agreements and related documents from prior transactions in the industry, uh, trade association publications and websites, uh, all available SEC filings from the target including the 10K, uh, and the target's uh, pitch book and confidential uh, information memo. Uh, because the buyer's investment decisions will be driven first and foremost by the expected financial returns that can be realized uh, over the investment's course, most due diligence should be devoted towards focusing on the quality of the target's earnings. Here, reviewers should separate earnings that are attributable to repeat events uh, from income that is the product of a one-off event. With this information at hand, a PE analyst should be able to assist the fund in preparing a realistic business plan, setting the best purchase price, and determining the best course of action for the deal. On the other hand, uh, 
fund team members should pay particular attention to uh, changes of control uh, provisions in the target's contract, uh, whether the PE transaction would qualify as a control change uh, under any outstanding contracts, assignment clauses in outstanding contracts, uh, and whether any of the outstanding contracts automatically renew themselves upon the arrival of the termination date. Uh, management documents must also be reviewed, right? So these documents include purchase agreements, agreements uh, on rolled-over equity, incentive equity plans, uh, compensation award agreements, uh, change of control agreements, severance agreements, offer letters, bonus guarantees, employment contracts, and employment agreements. Uh, as it pertains specifically to employment-related contracts, uh, PE team members should verify whether the contracts had to remain in place or be assumed by the fund once the uh, transaction is consummated. Uh, whether the contracts require any consents or ancillary documents to be assigned to the fund, or whether the fund wants to modify any contracts as a part of the transaction. Finally, if the fund is considering the use of a high amount of debt to finance the transaction, management should weigh the potential for higher returns against the risk associated with servicing high levels of debt and the likelihood that the target will not have a sufficient flow of cash to deal with the debt or will be unable to service the debt uh, given uh, current liabilities. And that concludes this uh, 19th session of 200 on private equity, not of course ruling at the possibility of bonus sessions.